you know, make sure you're scratching an itch that uh, you're actually interested in. You're not just chasing something. Um, you know, it's really competitive out there. It's hard enough to start a business. So um, yeah, try to find a place where, I mean, you're going to provide some sort of unique value. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, a serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com and we're always here to help. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, um, Michael or Mike Williams. And uh, Mike went to, uh, initially went to college to study uh, finance and IP, and then he graduated and worked for a, a con- the consulting firm Accenture for about three years, after which um, started a business with a buddy from school doing uh, event uh, ticket space, and has uh, been doing that for about seven years, um, started doing, um, all, or after, after doing that for about seven years, also got into kind of the no code or no code or low code type of uh, automation and uh, building services for a lot of software and uh, for uh, websites and whatnot. And then uh, kind of built out a studio around that has been doing that for about uh, two years. And then also acted as a role of CTO for a couple different startups. So uh, plenty to keep busy with. And uh, with that, welcome on to the podcast, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I gave kind of a, a quick run through of a, a bit of your journey, but uh, take us back in time and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how things got uh, started for you in college with uh, studying finance and IT. Yeah, I think you, you kind of uh, covered all the main points. Um, I was always, I actually came in as just a finance major. Um, I was always really interested in uh, finance and investing and just business. I always, uh, I initially thought I'd end up in uh, finance. Um, just because that was kind of what I was interested in. Um, as part of the business school, you know, your, your first couple of years, you take <clears throat> a lot of core classes to kind of, you know, you take accounting and this and that. I took a CIS class, computer information systems, and uh, realized that, you know, I was super interested in it, ended up um, immediately tacking it on as a minor. And I eventually bumped that up to a double major. Uh, once I realized like that was really an itch I wanted to scratch, um, I was always kind of technical, but again, I never really thought I'd get in a dev or, or anything like that, but um, I took it, you know, took the class and it was pretty clear uh, that I wanted to do that more. And um, lo and behold, ended up doing a lot more on that side of things, probably with that degree than my finance one, although um, finance is definitely, and economics, definitely something I'm still interested in as more of a hobby. Mm. Um, so you, yeah. And like you said, I went to Accent. We, we can talk about the Accenture and the no code, low code stuff, but I'll, I'll pause. Yeah. There. And that's what I was going to say. So you, you went to school, you got the degrees, you know, you started out in finance, got into the, the technical side of things, kind of uh, ended up gravitating more toward the technical side a bit. Um, now, when you graduated, you know, was Accenture, you know, was that kind of the dream job? That's what you always wanted to do. That was the job that was offered to you that you know was a good paying or kind of what made you initially go or go down that route of uh, doing consulting at Accenture? Yeah I went to um, school in kind of central western Virginia James Madison University for in case anyone's listening um, but uh, you know two hours from DC which is where I grew up um, and you know big consulting presence there you know a lot of government contracting so 
you know, a big, uh, you know, 80%, especially in the CIS side and the business school, um, tons of just consulting firm, you know, the big four accounting and, um, you know, Accenture and Deloitte and all them. Um, I actually happened to with Accenture actually didn't recruit full time on campus. I kind of got lucky. Um, they had one internship position my junior year and uh, I, they were hiring just one and I was lucky enough to get it. And um, so my senior year, I actually had a job going into the year, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so in terms of, yeah, I, I never, uh, you know, I didn't really know the difference between all the um consultants and firms and contractors at the time but you know I liked all the people I met there the interview went well and uh, that's just kind of where I ended up no makes makes sense so now you did that for three years and you and kind of worked for there and then how did you guys or what made you kind of decide to go or you know work start working with your buddy from school and get into more of the event or event ticket space and kind of how did you what made you take that leap from Accenture to the the next phase of your journey yeah I mean it was kind of random but I always wanted to have my own business, really. That was uh, something, there, there was never any doubt about that. Um, I never knew how I would make that happen. But, um, you know, I found an opportunity. One of my buddies was kind of involved in a few things, needed a, you know, a co-founder. I ended up getting to the point where I realized I could go kind of full-time on that. Um, so I put in my notice and, and that was it. Didn't have any hard feelings or anything towards Accenture or anyone I worked with, but um, that was my opportunity to go full-time uh, self-employed and that was probably seven years ago. So I haven't looked back. So now you do that. So was it, you know, was it kind of just on a whim? Oh, that sounds like a fun thing or were you always wanting to be an entrepreneur, always wanting to kind of run more of your own ship or kind of, you know, cause if you're in the century, you've, you've probably got a, a reasonable pay, things are going well, you've been there for a few years. So what was kind of the, the tipping point, you know, as your buddy reached out and kind of what was the, motivation and the tipping point and say, okay, I'll, 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 I'll pursue that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel that crazy at the time, you know, the business we ended up starting, it was kind of, um, it, it was like cash flow positive from the start. It wasn't something we were going to like give up, you know, eat ramen for two years or anything like that. Um, so it wasn't all that crazy. I, I knew I could make it work financially and I had some money saved up anyway. Like you said, you know, Accenture had some, uh, you know, the pay was good and 401k and all that. Um, so it honestly didn't feel that crazy. You know, a lot of people, you know, some, my mom thought I was a little crazier uh, than I thought, but uh, yeah, I, to me, it, it really didn't feel, uh, you know, it definitely felt like the right move. Awesome. No, definitely makes sense. So now you, you take that leap, you say, okay, I got a bit of savings, it's cash flow positive. I want to try this out. So you jump over to it and get into the event ticket space. Was that a good decision? Was it a, you know, company that continued to ramp up and uh, move in the right direction? Was it one where it was uh, bumps and, you know, bumps and hills along the way? Did you have to pivot or kind of how did it go as you now get into the world from, you know, the larger consulting company to being more intricate and running a new, or your own company? Yeah, it was pretty, uh, um, I mean, the event ticket space is very commoditized. It's nothing crazy. It was, uh, it was just pretty like high volume, low margin kind of stuff. We had um, like a marketplace, it's sharp seed. It's actually still running pretty much on autopilot. Um, so that was more of a, uh, um, it's, it was a good bit different than what I do now. Cause we, we were just dealing with a lot of like wholesale kind of stuff. So only a few big customers, we weren't doing as much retail. Um, but anyway, don't, I, I don't necessarily want to like bore anyone with all that, but, um, yeah, it was pretty like 
typical, I think it, we happen to be in event tickets. It could have been any like e-commerce business really, I imagine would have been a, a similar lifestyle um, of just, you know, operations, just managing sales and invoices and POs. And, um, you know, again, not, nothing too crazy there, but it uh, was, was a good way to, you know, get our feet wet. Again, it was just kind of a normal like cash flow business. It wasn't anything where we were like raising money or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, that, that was kind of a good way to just get into the groove of, you know, having to manage uh, finances and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it kind of led me here. I wanted to do, I wasn't doing as much tech as I wanted to. Um, I actually started, that's, we can obviously transition into this, but that's what got me into kind of some of the no code, low code stuff was just automating a lot of the processes. Um, you know, there were some things that were very monotonous. It was just the same thing every day, you know, in terms of like tracking invoices, stuff like that. And, um, and uh, you know, and like outsourcing some stuff and like project management, but um, that's what got me into no code, low code, just as kind of a hobby and a way to automate the business, which they're still kind of on autopilot right now. And then uh, that, you know, eventually made the move to wanting to scratch that itch more and started doing that more professionally. And that's what I'm doing right now with Build Lab. Now, one question, so, you know, that definitely, and it sounds like not putting words in your mouth, but that was a bit of a, almost a gradual thing where, hey, we need to automate a few things. It'd be nice if I didn't have to do this repetitive uh, part of the, the business every day. So how can we, you know, offload that or, re or minimize that? Um, and so as you're kind of, you know, work or testing that out, figuring that out, how did you, did the, did the, or did the business shift in that direction? Did you say, hey, this is an opportunity for something I'd like to pursue that's, you know, kind of separate from this business or kind of how did you, as it, it sounds like, start to incrementally move into that and say, okay, now I'd like to do this as a full-time gig? Um, yeah, I mean, is the question just how, what, what made me decide to like jump into that more full-time? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it kind of... Um, yeah, again, I, I mean, I've kind of always just gone with the flow. Like it's kind of, I, I've never really had a five-year plan or anything. So it just kind of worked out that way. And um, it was something I had started to dabble with. And I started just, just to mess around to see what the market was like. Like I ended up making just a freelance profile and starting to just like work for a few companies. I kind of want to see what the demand was like, what kind of businesses, because I kind of automated, I pretty much maxed out like my business. I'd solved... I was doing the same stuff every day. I kind of solved every problem I needed to solve. Um, again, it was kind of an autopilot thing. I realized I was kind of maxed out there. Um, but so I, I wanted to see like some other businesses and, and how they were maybe using these tools. And um, eventually, like I always wanted to get into more product stuff and like SaaS and, and do more development. But, you know, it's hard to just think of a SaaS idea, for example, off the top of your head. So I, you really got to see like real problems and uh, get involved in industry. So I wanted to do that. And uh, freelancing was a good way to do that. Started just dabbling with that. Um, COVID actually ended up hitting, which, um, you know, shut like live events. There wasn't a live event for like a year and a half. So um, I realized like that side of the business was on hold, obviously. So it was just a perfect opportunity to kind of like dive in and um, get into more of the dev stuff. And then I ended up teaching myself to code. So I kind of grew maxed out some of the low code, no code stuff, gotten a code kind of used those two in conjunction and kind of what I thought were unique ways uh, that I could help other people with. And so now, you know, tr transition to building up a little more of a studio and um, 
you know, in addition to doing like advisory and consultancy stuff. And um, so that's what I'm doing now. And now you've kind of, and just out of curiosity with the kind of the event space uh, ticketing uh, business, is that one still going? Are you still active? Did you step away from it? You know, kind of as you were saying, okay, now I want to do this automation. I want to do the low code, no code type of thing. Did you step away and, and put this as your full-time focus or do you still balance between both of those? Yeah, it's, I'm definitely get, step, taking some time away. I, I wanted to try something new anyway. Again, like COVID came and it was just like, I mean, hey, that's a perfect opportunity. Um, luckily I'd kind of already been dabbling. So I kind of didn't have, I could kind of ease, you know, keep cash flow coming and I could kind of ease that transition a little bit. It wasn't like as disruptive as it probably would have been. Um, but definitely what, like a lot more interested in, uh, what I'm doing now. There's so many different problems, you know, working with other companies, as opposed to just having your own company, you, uh, you just get to see so many different problems and, and it really broadens your horizons, um, a little bit. And ironically, I have uh, one of my clients is in the ticket space. So I'm still kind of doing that. It's kind of like worlds colliding there. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Or it makes sense. Now you've kind of had COVID hit. You've, uh, you know, kind of, or you're already dabbling with it now putting a full-time focus. And as you put that full-time focus, how has it gone? Has it been one where there's been a demand and need and more things to do than time to do it? Has it been one where it's kind of ebb and flow and, you know, come and go or kind of as you, you know, transition yet again, how has that gone for you? It's definitely going well. I mean, I could tell the demand was there. Um, there are just a handful of people doing some of the stuff I was doing. Um, and again, like that's where I mentioned before, you know, scratching your own itch, like actually being in the weeds is a great way to realize where there's market opportunity. You know, one of the things we do um, build up kind of as like development as one arm and and then like automation integration stuff, which is more the no code. And one thing we do, we're partnered with um, Integramat, which is like an automation platform similar to Zapier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a handful of companies doing Integramat consulting. So, you know, we get just a ton of leads that, you know, there's not, I expect this to change, but it was just a good, really good combination of high demand, not as much competition. Um, so yeah, we get a, a lot of lead gen, you know, more work than I can take. I'm like scaling the team up is something that I'm really trying to do. Um, but yeah, it's been going well. I've made a lot of, learned a lot of things, experimented with a lot of, uh, kind of like uh, arrangements, you know, right now we're, um, we're on the Integromat side specifically, we do more like monthly kind of ongoing stuff as opposed to just like a one-time job or hourly stuff. I kind of realized that um, it's just a better outcome for both sides. If you can have more of this like long-term relationship kind of retainer model than just like in and out on a job, you know, mm-hmm. um, which early in my career, I'd take like just any work that came in and, um, you know, got kind of a little burnt out, realized like I wanted to be more focused, but I've gotten into a good place where I have a lot of like, you know, involved in a lot of really exciting companies in varying degrees. We're doing, maybe we might just be doing contract work on some of them. I'm more of like a consultant fractional CTO. Um, I'm partnered on, on a couple ventures that, um, you know, can't talk about quite yet, but hopefully soon. So um, sounds, sounds like I'm all like- over the place, but they're, they're actually really focused. Like it's all kind of the same um, I don't feel like I'm like spreading myself out. No, it sounds like it's been a, a good, uh, good uh, transition over for you. It's been a good opportunity and something that uh, 
definitely presents uh, an ability to scale up and continue forward. So that's that's awesome. So, well, now as we kind of um, wrap towards the end of the podcast, and we kind of now are caught up to where you're at in your journey, um, I always have two questions I ask at the end of each uh, at the end of each episode. So we'll jump to those now. So the first question I ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier where um, I think it was taking work that wasn't great fit or the client fit wasn't there or the work fit, um, you know, early in the in the game. I think everyone who does like freelancing cons- agency work, consulting, like learns this eventually where um, you can't just say yes to all the work that comes in. You know, I had a few projects that we kind of against my better judgment had had just a bad, you know, gut feel from the call thought that like, maybe it wasn't a great fit. You know, the scope wasn't very clear. The, um, you know, some clients don't necessarily know what they want. Um, they're not necessarily malicious, but I've had instances where they weren't really, you know, didn't, they were kind of all over the place with the vision and there was a bunch of scope creep. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think taking a few, you know, luckily there hasn't been too many, but a handful of like projects that, ended up not being a great fit that I took like against my gut feeling um, that unfortunately didn't work out the way I wanted them to, you know, I always like to take work that I think is, you know, we can have a really positive outcome on. Um, so I'm sure that's pretty common, but that that's my answer to that. No, definitely makes sense. So now I'll ask the, the second question, which is now if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Yeah, I'm honestly, I've answered this before, but I I don't feel like I'm in a position to give advice. Like, I feel like I've always just done, like, followed where my interests were. And uh, it's worked out for me. Um, It's really different. You know, some people, again, are, they might be working for more of like a cash flow kind of lifestyle business. Some of them might be more of like a ramen startup, you know, Um, which, so it's going to depend a lot. But I would say I would use that maybe as my answer is just, you know, make sure you're scratching an itch that uh, you're actually interested in. You're not just chasing something. Um, You know, it's really competitive out there. It's hard enough to start a business. So um, yeah, try to find a place where, I mean, you're going to provide some sort of unique value um, and and make sure you're interested in it for sure. And I think that's good advice. And one that, you know, oftentimes, you know, kind of as almost you mentioned, get into the, freelancer, independent contractor, consulting area, and you tend to take kind of anything that comes your way because you're wanting to make sure that you put, you know, food on the table, so to speak. And yet, oftentimes when you can find that area where you're passionate about, you're excited about, it lines up with, you know, every, or lines up with, you know, what you want to do, that's where you tend to be the most successful and to thrive. So I definitely think that's a great piece of advice. Well, as we wrap up, if uh, people want to reach out to you, they want to be a client, they want to be a customer, they want to hire you, they want to be an investor, they want to be an employee, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out, connect and find out more? Um, Buildlab.co is the site, um, .co. Uh, That's a good place to reach out. You know, um, I'm on Twitter at Mike Though, T-H-O-U-G-H. Um, and you know, I'm people DM me on there randomly with just questions or potential work or, um, I'm open to any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, anyone who wants to reach out and just, uh, you know, as a question or needs help or whatever, um, those are, those are the two places. 
Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect up and uh, find out more. Um, and certainly uh, I appreciate you coming on. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a, or come on a, and be a guest and share your journey, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. Two more things as listeners. Um, one, make sure if you click uh, or subscribe in your podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out. And two, leave us a review so other people can find out about all of our awesome episodes. Last but not least, if you ever have any questions about patents, trademarks, or anything else, feel free to go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Thank you again, Mike. Appreciate the time coming on. It's been this fun. It's been a pleasure. And wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Yep. Thanks a lot, Devin.